I'm so glad to welcome you here to the Clark Howard Show. Our mission is to serve you and empower you so you make better financial decisions in your life. I'm going to begin today's show with something that I don't like, but I know for many people, it is the option you feel you have borrowing from your 401k or doing something even more severe, a hardship withdrawal. Also, I talked in yesterday's show about startup businesses emerging in tough times, but there's a warning I've got to give you, and that is there are scamsters booming right now, and it's only going to get to be more of a problem as the unemployment rate rises if we do, in fact, go into an economic slowdown. And with fake franchises, fake training, fake job opportunities, we're going to talk about that. So, new report shows that hardship withdrawals from 401ks have doubled, doubled over the last reporting period, which is a year-long cycle. That is really, really concerning to me. Some measures show that depending on how you measure, it's up by a significant percent, the most extreme is the doubling but whatever number it's very very concerning to me that people feel like they have no other choice but to liquidate funds from their 401k depending on the company like vanguard found that the numbers nearly doubled fidelity found a smaller increase in hardship withdrawals so The IRS allows, if plan documents permit, allows withdrawals for what the IRS calls immediate and heavy need. It can be for things you might expect, ugly amounts of medical bills. It could be for uh, college. It could be for, let's say, a down payment for a home. It could even be for the opposite with a home. You're facing foreclosure and you want to use the money. The problem is, even if you're permitted to do so, you will usually owe a 10% penalty plus the tax, plus you don't have the money for retirement anymore. The tax bill will vary by tax bracket, but when you add taxes and penalties and all the rest, It is very common it will cost you an additional 40% of money to cover the withdrawal that you just made because of the tax bills and penalty that come with it. This is not to be taken lightly. And given a choice between doing a loan from a 401k or doing a hardship withdrawal, It's better to do a loan from the 401k. I don't encourage loans from 401ks because the math is pretty clear that over a working lifetime, once somebody takes out a loan from a 401k, they're more likely in future years to take out a loan. And ultimately, those loans are a big drag on the performance they'll have and the amount of money they'll have in retirement. Taking a current need or want, and hurting your financial independence much later in life. So 
this is something I want you to really think before you act, even if you qualify under the hardship interpretation that the administrator of your employer's 401k plan uses. And there are other things that would be a better idea. Even a home equity line of credit, if you will, would be a better choice than doing a hardship withdrawal from a 401k. And now I'm going to shock you. Even running a balance on a credit card would be better than a hardship withdrawal from a 401k. Because, remember, the tax burden you create by doing a hardship withdrawal from a 401k, and in addition to that tax burden, the loss of future wealth in your life from the money you pulled out, mean that paying a high, I, I can almost choking saying these words, encouraging somebody to use a credit card in a hardship situation instead of a 401k hardship withdrawal. Yes, use the credit card, pay the high interest rate on it before you do the 401k withdrawal. In other words, last option, not an intermediate and definitely not a first option. Krista? Timothy in Alabama has a question about this. He says, the trucking company I work for won't allow me to borrow against my 401k. Is this legal? It is legal and it is an employer discretion. A lot of 401k rules are options for an employer. They'll say, you can do this, you can do that, you can do the other, and then an employer would choose not to. And the reasons the trucking company you work for, Timothy, may not allow a loan against a 401k could be the administrative cost for them of doing it, or it could be a philosophical thing of the ownership that they're worried that you will hurt your retirement potential by having pulled money out of that 401k. Either could be possible, and yes, they do have that right. And Timothy, if you are under significant financial pressure, you've run out of ways to deal with it, I hope you'll consider going to an affiliate of the National Foundation for Credit Counseling, which can help you look through your bills, your debts, and your income, and see if there's a reasonable way forward in handling that. The website, again, nfcc.org. And Jerry in California says, with all the scams that have to do with banking, I currently pay well over $300 for lifelock monitoring and legal help if I ever need it. You said you love Credit Karma as I do, but they don't help me if I'm ever scammed. What is your opinion of not having that help? And also, do you think having, let's say, Credit Karma as well as two or three banks monitoring my info at the same time? I'm interested in your opinion and advice. So LifeLock, let me make this clear. LifeLock is not a scam. But LifeLock, to me, seems like $300 would be better in your pocket. You have these abilities now to monitor what's going on. As you said, you're already doing so with two banks. You have the Credit Karma And if your credit's frozen, then you don't need the LifeLock assurance. You're best off not spending the $300. You did not say, Jerry, that your credit is frozen. That is the best step you can take. Freezing your credit is vastly superior to monitoring your credit. 
And Eugene in Georgia says, with the recent shuttering of robo-advisor Bloom, does Clark have a recommendation for an alternate that can manage my retirement accounts over several providers? I have 401k, rollover IRA, and Roth IRA accounts, all with different providers. Each one offers some type of their own robo-management, but I liked having a third-party independent service managing them all. And I know of no equivalent in the marketplace for the departed Bloom and so, yes, it is an issue. I mean, I'm impressed that you've got so many different accounts at so many different providers. One of those providers is a really expensive one, though. Oh, it is, isn't it? Oh, man. So, well, one way you could reduce complexity in your life is get your money away from the bank-affiliated full commission stock brokerage house that you have an account at. And that would be one less monitoring you would have to do with a robo because the expenses you're paying with that full commission brokerage, depending on what you're invested in, could be 10 to 20 times higher than it would be with one of the discounters, like you have an account with Fidelity. That would be so much cheaper, and you'd reduce the complexity of your accounts if you had money with them instead of with the bank-affiliated full commission, full-price stockbroker. Um, If you can't tell... If you've listened to me for any period of time, my rule is when you should be with a bank-affiliated brokerage is never, never, not ever. They are just terrible for your long-term financial health and security. And yes, I am really tough and hard on the banks, no doubt. Coming up ahead, I love entrepreneurship and I love what it means and what it's meant for our country but there are a lot of people out there that are taking advantage of would-be entrepreneurs and self-starters I need to give you an important heads up entrepreneurs we got to have a talk you got to be extra extra on your guard about the proliferating fraudsters scamsters rip-off artists that are coming out of the woodwork right now is there's more and more economic news that we're headed towards a recession, we're headed towards an economic slowdown. This company did layoffs, that company did layoffs. And people at a time like that start getting freaked out, wondering, do they need a backup plan? What should they be doing? And it makes us really susceptible to the ripoff artists that are promoting fake training, fake opportunities, terrible franchises, and you can see this online. You can see it in your texts. You can see it in emails, and you see it through WhatsApp. I have WhatsApp, and I get these scam things all the time, and it's so great getting them because it gives me the heads up what a problem this is. And then at the freeway exits, Earn $400 a week in your spare time. Earn $200 a week for two hours of your time. One sign like that after another after another. Sign up for our training program, and in six months, you'll be earning $100,000 a year or more. This is the greatest opportunity in franchising. You sign up now, you will be at, why is it in franchising? They always say, you'll be at the ground floor. This is really, really, really 
dangerous what's going on right now. Business opportunity ripoffs, training scams, and the rest. This has become such a source of complaints to the Federal Trade Commission that they just put out an alert to media outlets to make sure that they are aware that this is a hot scam area and that consumers, their viewers, are getting ripped off right now. And that's because just about every TV station in the country has an investigative team. And so they're always looking for new content. And this is obviously going to be a big fat target for them to do stories. Uh, So what are the things you look for? People that promise you great returns at no risk. Obviously, you're getting conned. People who pressure you very hard, very heavily to sign up, sign up, sign up and pay now. And obviously, high pressure sales are a part of many different businesses, even legitimate ones. But this is hot right now in this area of business opportunities. I had a gentleman come up to me the other day. He had been a longtime listener. He said one of the best pieces of advice he ever got from me is if you're ever considering buying a franchise, what I've said for 40 years, go work in that business as a regular employee, any location of that franchise. Just go there. Don't tell anybody you're thinking of buying a franchise. Just go there as an anonymous worker doing anything, cleaning the toilets, emptying the trash, doing whatever, because you want to see that business from the inside before you put your life and money at risk in a business that may look great from the outside. It may look great at the franchise show, but actually being in it day to day you'll learn, wow, this is something I can't wait to get away from. And what is it? You're just giving your notice. But you got to tell what happened with that guy. You got to finish that story. No, that would be a pat on the back. I'm not no, doing no, that. no. Not that, do you, that. It, didn't, it didn't go wrong for him. He took the initiative. He hated what he was doing. And he went out and he, okay, so he tried. Do you have to do this to me? I, it's not. I think it's a great story from okay. him. All right. So he shared with me that he had heard me talk about this, that you cycle through different businesses as an anonymous employee. And this was 20 some odd years ago. He went and tried different things, avoided a lot of things that would have been trouble, found the one he wanted. And now he has six stores and he's doing extremely well. And now you're happy, Chris? I think that's awesome. Okay. Good for him. But I don't like to talk about things that, I got a compliment about. So go on. Do you want to do questions now? I'm ready. Okay. (laughs) Lee in Wisconsin says, I'm fortunate enough to be in this situation, but it has been stressing me out lately. I am 25, single, and sitting on $60,000 in savings. This does not include my retirement accounts. I have $6,000 in student loans to pay off. I would like to invest in real estate, but being young and single, I would like to relocate to a different state at least one more time just before truly settling down in my home state in a few years. What would you suggest is the best real estate investment for my situation? I've considered syndications, house hacking, a small multifamily home for one year, and other options. I don't want all this to sit in a savings account any longer. Right. So a lot here to discuss. Number one, I would pay off. You got 60000 in savings. Take it to fifty four and be done with the student loans. I mean, you may be not doing it 
hoping there will be some kind of federal forgiveness. Who knows what's ever going to happen with that? And I'd feel comfortable if you just paid those 6000 Know that's out of your life. Because you have not settled down where you're going to be yet, there are a few things here. You have not said, Lee, what you're doing to save for retirement. And you've not mentioned whether you have a Roth IRA, which is, I mean, it's just my thing, the Roth IRA, because it allows you to put money aside now at a very young age, 25 years old, and have it grow the next 40 years tax-free and be spent tax-free. So that would be another pile of cash I want you to put in. You can do a, a 22 contribution. You can do a 23 contribution. If you haven't filed your income tax return yet, you can do both years. Then we're pulling another 12 plus off the table right away. So now I've taken your 54 down to 42. Still want you to have some cushion there. But because you don't know where you're going to be, I want you to stay away from owning real estate as an investment. I don't want you in the syndications as you referred to, because those crowdfunding things tend to have very high fees. I'd like you to do something really simple. Take some of the money you have and put it in a REIT, R-E-I-T, index fund. It allows you great diversification of real estate holdings that you buy and sell like you would buy a stock. The lowest cost provider in the market for these REIT funds is Vanguard. And go read how it works, and you can look at either a REIT index ETF or a REIT index fund. Either of those would put your money to work in real estate very efficiently and very, very well diversified instead of owning an individual property or being part of a small crowdfunding group, you would own pieces of thousands and thousands of real estate ventures of all different shapes and sizes. So you still want to have, though, a decent amount of savings. There's nothing wrong with and a lot right with you having a large amount of savings. But you need to get the money productively working. And again, step number one, the Roth IRA. Step number two, look at whether you're going to pay off the student loans. And step number three, you want to do some real estate, look at the REIT index fund. And this is from Stephen in Texas. What do you think about playing the credit card intro bonuses game? For example, about once per year, I will take out a major credit card with a big intro bonus to pay for a big family trip. I cash out the bonus and then six months later close the card before I'm charged the next annual fee. Is this a bad idea? I have excellent credit after doing this for the last five years. I always pay off my statements and I never pay credit card interest. I think as long as, Stephen, you can stay on top of this, this is absolutely fine. Know that both Chase and American Express have become pretty aggressive about limiting the number of times you can do this. And so you may have to jump from issuer to issuer with rewards before they say, oh, not doing this for you, because there are people who do this and do this well and too well in the opinion of American Express and Chase. 
And from John in Georgia, my doctor prescribed medication for me, which was going to cost $1,400 at the pharmacy. I remember. Oh, go ahead and say which one. CVS. I remembered your interview with Mark Cuban and Cost Plus Drugs, so I thought I'd give it a try. What do you think their price was for exactly the same prescription? $28, including shipping. The Cost Plus (laughs) website was extremely easy to use from setting up the account to receiving the meds to my door was three days. Thank you. So this is an extreme case, $1,400 at CVS and $28 at Mark Cuban's Cost Plus Drugs. But it is an important example about why I say, if you want to know what things are going to cost in the United States 30 years from now, just go to CVS today. It is an unbelievably expensive place to shop as is their arch rival, Walgreens. And so with so many things, not just prescription drugs, you're paying so much more. And think about the benefit, though, when you go to CVS and they print out that six-foot-long register (laughs) receipt. You now have something to use for what? There are some coupons. There are some coupons. So... Prescription drugs, the price differences from one place to another, gigantic. And so knowing this and hearing this, there are times it takes a while for people to break habits. And it may be so convenient to go to the CVS. It may be so convenient to go to the Walgreens. But convenience is not the same as price. In fact, in Krista's house, they celebrate Jeff Bezos' birthday (laughs) every year is their major holiday in their family. Because before Amazon, Krista's husband bought everything at CVS because he always wanted to know what things were going to cost 30 years later. Well, he worked a lot of hours and the one right up the street from our house was 24 hours. So he would go grab cereal. But now he's really changed and he does the Amazon thing. And Amazon is not the cheapest place to shop. I've covered that a lot, but it's certainly a lot cheaper than going to CVS or Walgreens. We're just hoping Uncle Jeff will take us on his yacht one day. (laughs) (laughs) You're you're claiming him as a relative? (laughs) No. (laughs) So uh, there's a lot of predictions he's coming back to run the company because they're having so many problems now. But anyway, we'll see about that. But I want to thank you for joining us today. And I did not say, and I should say, there are many wonderful, nice, hardworking people who work at CVS and Walgreens. Just know that as a consumer, they're not protecting your wallet at either of those companies. And that's it for today. Remember, we're here for you around the clock at clark.com and clarkdeals.com we're on youtube we're on facebook we're on instagram and we are tiktokers